In this episode of the podcast, I want to take a look at building a house. What is the situation with building a house? I believe that there's three ways you can do it. Hey, it's Terry Gorry, and this is the Irish Law and Small Business Podcast. I've seen quite a few inquiries on uh, YouTube and other places as well about building a house in Ireland and obviously I get queries then and questions from people um, myself on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and so on. When it comes to building a house there is two ways you can go. One is to build it yourself with direct labour and the various trades. Now, I've done that. I built uh, apartments in Edgewestown and Longford, and it's a difficult, time-consuming activity which requires a fair degree of expertise. The areas, though, that you need to be concerned about are the biggest issues you're going to come across. Remember, the book stops with you, so let's assume, as I had, uh, you have a site so you have a site and you have planning permission. Firstly, the planning permission is absolutely key. After the planning permission, then you need to organize all the trades. You need to organize all the trades in the correct order. And then you need to organize all of the materials. And you need to have the materials coming at the right time. You need to have the right materials at the right time and the right trades at the right time. So it's a tricky enough project management situation it is a logistical operation it requires a fair degree of management and a fair degree of experience because costs can quickly get out of control if you fail to manage it properly but the biggest issue is the book will stop with you you'll be organizing the trades you'll be organizing the labor you'll be organizing all of the materials you'll be organizing the roof You'll be organizing the supplies and just to break it down then into the various sections with a new build or building from scratch you're looking at stage one would be the foundations or substructure so substructure would be essentially be the floor uh, be the foundations be the footings and so on and your concrete floor the second stage then would be block work up to wall plate level so the block work you're going to get that carried out you have to have obviously sufficient cement, blocks, block layers, and so on, who uh, will take the block work up to wall plate level. Wall plate then is, if you consider, for example, a bungalow or a dormer bungalow, wall plate is the top of the block work. And there's a wall plate, a wooden plate, that goes round on the top of the block work on which the roof will sit and be fixed. And uh, that's the wall plate level. The next stage then will be the roof. The roof is a huge job in the particular project that I carried out in Longford. We bought the roofs from a company uh, directly and were delivered by uh, a massive big uh, loader, a big um, 
flatbed truck etc and a trailer and we had to organise a crane then for a particular day so even the organising of a crane and getting the roof lifted into place and so on is a tricky enough proposition a tricky enough job always though at the outset you must be very very conscious of planning permission and the supervision of the project uh, by an architect now when I say supervision if you're building yourself as I was, the book stops with you and you'll be supervising it. However, at various stages, you will have an architect, a so-called supervising architect coming out to certify at various stages. So he or she may certify after the, they've inspected the uh, pouring of the floor. They may even be present for that. They may inspect again after the block work or after the roof uh, has been put on. But they will have the issue of certificates at various stages to satisfy themselves that uh, they can stand over it and finally issue a certificate of compliance with building regulations and planning permission at the end. That's absolutely key. And the saying that the day you buy is the day you sell is true, but the day you build is the day you sell as well because you must ensure that you do it properly. You must do it in accordance with the planning laws and the building regulations. And that's why your supervising architect his or her inspection at various stages and signing off will be absolutely vital. And then there's the question, obviously, of providing the likes of a home bond or premier guarantee at the end of it. If you're a small one-off builder or whatever like I was, getting into one of those schemes can be difficult enough. We got into premier, but not home bond. That's another day's work. So roof then would be sort of this third stage. Then you've got the first fix. First fix would involve the likes of stud partitions, the cables, uh, for the electrics, pipes for the uh, plumbing, uh, floating floors, staircases, windows, window boards, exterior doors, internal door linings, uh, first fix plumbing, first fix electrical, underfloor heating if you're getting that. Then the next stage would be plastering, plastering internally, uh, skimming and so on. Then you're looking at second fix. Second fix would be uh, skirting boards, internal doors, light switches, plug sockets, plumbing appliances, uh, kitchen, uh, and so on. And then the final stage is completion and sign off by your architect or engineer. It's a big logistical effort. It's a big logistical job. And whether you're doing eight apartments in a block like I did, or whether you're doing a one-off house in the country or whatever, it is a tricky enough task uh, and it can go wrong, obviously. I mean, everything can go wrong, I suppose, but it can be tricky and you need to be careful. So that's one way of building a house. You build it yourself, you use the trades, you manage the trade, you manage the project, you engage the trades yourself, you supervise them, you schedule them in proper time and you schedule all the materials and so on. Second way to go is a simpler way, an easier way. And that's where you get a site, you'll have planning permission, and then you'll put the building of the house out to a building contractor. The building contractor then will enter into a contract with you and he will be responsible for the building, uh, the property, building the house at a specific price. Um, now, the contract then is important, obviously, because you want to ensure that you're protected in the eventuality of budget overruns, cost overruns, materials, prices rising and so on. So the likes of the various phrases or various provisions in the contract to deal with that is important. Standard enough building agreement would do building contract, but 
that is a slightly less stressful uh, situation than building yourself because uh, you're simply entering into a contract with a building contractor who will build your one-off house for a specific price. Um, the third situation or scenario you might look at would be a sort of a fixer-up job. Just in relation, sorry, to the second one. So the first one I did um, the apartments in Longford. The second one then I engaged a builder to build a house in Belturbet in Cavan for me near Ahalian Bridge. And the third situation, the third scenario then is one where it's a fixer-up situation. I bought an old cottage, a black stone cottage, a story and a half or whatever. Uh, very much of his time between uh, Kinnegad and Edenderry on that road and did it up myself and the likes of that sort of a project, a sort of a fixer-up situation, that can be a serious money pit. Uh, it can go well but you really need to know what you're doing and you really need to know at the outset the extent of the work that you need to carry out. So you might look at a very very quaint property, quaint cottage, uh, nice black stone etc etc uh, but when you go to develop it and turn it around to the point where you're able to sell it and sell it at a profit, then you could be looking at drilling or boring for a new well. You could be looking at a new septic tank or uh, enviro cycle or enviro care, a sewage treatment plant and so on. In other words, the services could be very rudimentary. You have to put them in and you're looking at A, planning permission and B, significant expense. Then obviously if you have a story and a half of a cottage, a stone cottage or whatever, uh, and you're going to carry out work on it, the likelihood is you're going to need planning permission. So that's another thing you need to consider. Those types of fixer-upper situations can be all right, but can be money pits. And um, you really need to know at the outset the extent of the work that you're going to need to carry out and you need to be able to cost it and cost it with uh, realism and, and effectively. So that's uh, sort of an overview of building a house in Ireland and building a house obviously the easiest way you know starting with a fresh uh, fresh slate as it were a clean slate is uh, not the fixer up route but with a site and obviously then you're either going to manage the thing yourself which is difficult and you need experience or you're going to engage the services of a building contractor and you'll have a supervising architect or engineer who will check the thing from time to time and issue the certificates check that the planning is being adhered to and check that the building regulations are being adhered to thanks a lot for listening and don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode